Turn with me to scriptures this morning in Colossians 1. And then we're going to turn back to 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 15. And then 2 Corinthians 2. I want you to find three places. Colossians 1. 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians 2. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Colossians 1, 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians 2. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity of meeting together before you. Thank you for your spirit and your presence, your anointing that's in us and on us. Teach us, open our eyes that we might see and our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. And we'll give you all the glory and we'll give you all the praise. And we'll not be hearers only, but by your grace, we will be doers. And we know as we do the Word, you're faithful to watch over it and perform it in our lives. And we give you thanks for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. In Colossians chapter 1, everybody happy? You comfortable? You okay? You glad you're saved? Anywhere else you'd rather be right now than in church? Good. Colossians 1. He's praying a prayer beginning in verse 9. He said he didn't cease to pray for them, that they'd be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Verse 10, that they'd walk worthy of the Lord, increasing in knowledge. Verse 11, strengthened with all might. And verse 12, giving thanks. Everybody say giving thanks. Giving thanks unto the Father, which or who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now let's read that again carefully. Giving thanks. Who does that? We do. To who? The Father. The Father who has made us meet. Now the word meet means He's qualified us. It also means He has enabled us. I like that word, don't you? Enabled us for what? enabled us to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. Everything that we need and want in this life is in the inheritance in Christ. God has, does not have a legal right to do anything for mankind except through Jesus. Sometimes people say, well, you know what? God's God. He can do anything He wants to. Well, that's not exactly true. He has the power to do anything, but it is impossible for him to lie, right? He can't lie. And people imply, well, if he wants to heal you, he can heal you. If he wants to bless you, he can bless you. Uh, he doesn't have to have any, uh, any reason why. Yes, he does. He could not have saved mankind without Jesus paying the price. He would have been unjust. Did you hear me? And so everything that God does for man, He does it based on the legal right of the redemptive work of our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. How, why can, we, why can, can God save and cleanse and, and wash from sin? Because Jesus paid the price. And if we believe that and receive that, He has a legal right to do that. How can God heal us? The same thing. Jesus took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses, carried our pains. How can He give us peace and relieve us from distress and confusion? Because Jesus bore the chastisement of our peace. How can He give us money and pay our bills and take care of us? Because Jesus became poor for us. So that we through His poverty might be made rich, the Scripture said. It's all based on what Jesus did. All the promises of God find their yes and amen in Jesus. It's all in Him. Amen? amen. And so he, uh, he says, he, he, us giving thanks, 
to the Father who has made us meet or who has enabled us to be partakers. I want you to say this out loud. Giving thanks. God enables us to partake. Did you hear that? Us giving thanks. God enabling us to be partakers. Now during this season, this is primarily a season to look back and be thankful. That is the uh, spirit of the season. We look back over the previous year and go, man, the Lord's blessed us. He's done this for us and He did that for us and He kept us from this. And we're thankful for our family. We're thankful for our health. We're thankful for our brightness and rightness of mind. We're thankful for the money we have and the stuff we have and what we've been able to give and thankful for the church and the ministers and missions and the people that got saved. We're thankful. But, but so many times people completely limit it to looking back. But did you understand there's a whole realm of thanksgiving for what is yet to come? Huh? And you can walk by sight and thank God for what has happened. But to thank God for what is about to happen takes faith. Because you haven't seen that yet. Right? And the just shall live by faith and walk by faith. And so just as much as we ought to be thankful for what has happened, we need to be thankful and specifically exercising thankfulness for what is to happen. What God has said will happen. What the Word says will happen when you believe, when you do this, when you do that according to the Word. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet are fit or enabled us. What's those next two words? What? To be. Are you there? Enabled us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Enabled us what? That's future. Right? To be. Well, then what are we giving thanks for? (laughs) We're giving thanks... To our Father God, amen, who has and is enabling us to be, everybody say to be, to be be partakers. Do I need to read this several more times or are are you with me? Huh? Everybody say enabled us to be partakers. Does that mean you're thanking God for something that hasn't happened yet in the natural? Oh, glory to God. This is one of the simplest and most powerful and most effective ways I know of personally to get in faith and stay in faith. Amen? Anybody can get on their knees or stand and pray and ask God for anything, the sun, the moon, the stars. But that does absolutely no good if you're not going to believe you receive. If you just keep begging the Lord, Oh, please, God, do it for us. Please, God. Please, God. And so much of Christian prayer just amounts to begging. Please. Well, when are you going to believe He's heard your prayer? Oh, please do it. When are they going to believe He's heard their prayer? If and when they see it. Right? Absolutely no faith involved in that. Faith is the substance of things. That's that's ahead, isn't it? Hoped for, to be. And the, the evidence of things, if you can see it, you can't be in faith about it. Right? But if you're thanking God like you already have something that you can't see and you can't feel, that's faith. Amen? Amen. And when you're genuinely just gushing with thanksgiving overflowing with gratitude you believe something is granted to you you believe it's as good as done can you say amen now don't think this is too simple for you this morning okay it ain't what you know it's what you do it's what you live by go with me to first john please i know you're holding those other places but i hadn't forgotten 
get all your fingers stuck in different places in the Bible, you can go say, well, we really got into the Word. First John and 5. Oh, I'm excited about this. I just know in my spirit <laughs> there's going to be some great things come out of this this morning. First, you know, some of the greatest miracles that happen in people are not what you can see initially. They happen down in their spirits. Amen. Amen. And you may not even know it happened at the time, but, but the Word dawned and the life and light of the Word came into their spirit and faith came up, and that means they are, their life is going to be different than it would have been. They're going to wind up in a different place and a better place. Amen. And bad things that were going to happen are not going to happen. Amen. And good things that wouldn't have happened will happen. And it happened inside when a change came from the Word. 1 John 5 and 14. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence, our boldness, confidence, that we have in Him. What confidence? That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, how would you know it's His will? I've had people say, well, we'll just ask it, and if it happens, then we'll know it was His will. No, that ain't going to work. Ephesians 5 says, don't be unwise. What is it, 5.17 or so? Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You and I have a responsibility to find out what the will of God is. How are you going to find out what the will of God is? Number one, this book is His will. Amen? His Word reveals His will. And then number two, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. And when it comes to some personal, specific things in life, He'll reveal that to you as well. It'll, that will always be in line with this. And you measure everything by the book. But His Word reveals His will to us. And if we ask anything according to His Word, that's His will. According to the revelation of the Holy Spirit in us in line with His Word, that's the will of God. What do we know? He heard us. Do you have to have a hot flash or a cold flash or, or a goose bump or, to know He heard you? No, you don't. You don't have to have any feeling of any kind. You know if you asked according to His will, you know. If you believe the Bible, you know He heard that. Now, that didn't just mean He heard it audibly. That means He received it, the prayer. He heard it. If you read the Scripture, you'll find that sometimes it says he didn't hear that. That didn't mean he didn't hear the sound of it. He just didn't receive it. Did you know you can hear and not hear? Huh? <laughs> Maybe your husband is watching the ball game. <laughs> she said something about taking the trash out, and you heard, but you didn't hear. <laughs> I'll just leave that right there. Uh, if we ask anything according to His will, what? We have confidence in that we know that. Keep reading. And if we what? If we know that He hears us, whatsoever we asked, we what? Know. Man, that's bold, isn't it? We confidence and we know and we know we know that we huh well we'll just have to wait and see if you're doing that you're not in faith <laughs> I get so tired of hearing Christians say well you just never know I've been reading the Bible for years I've never found that verse you just never know Well, and people try to look wise when they say it. Well, you just never know. Have you ever read that anywhere in the Bible, huh? That Christians are to say and believers and faith people are to say, Well, you just never know. And usually when people say it, you can have a whole room full of Christians, preachers, and the rest of them will pop up and go, yeah, that's right, you just never know. <laughs> I don't want to hear that in Faith Life Church, okay? I don't even want to hear that. 
I don't want to hear it in the parking lot. I don't want to hear it in the lobby. No, in the bathroom, nowhere. Well, you just never know. Well, listen, if the Lord told you, you He would do something, you can count on it. He's not a liar. He's faithful to His Word. Amen. If you ask anything according to His will, what? We know that He heard us. If we know that He heard us, whatever we ask, we know. We know. You just never know. No, we know. We know that we what? Have the petitions that we've desired of it. What does that mean? It's granted to you. It's granted to you. Your request is granted. Now, you know that before you see it. You know that before you, you hear it or feel it. Before the money's in the account. Right? Before your body feels any better. You asked. He heard. You know since he heard, you know he granted. You know we have it. If you know you have it, what's the most natural response? Thank you. Thank you. Let's just take it, you know, personally. I mean, let's say that I that I came to you and I told you I was going to do something for you. Let's say I told you I was going to pay your car off. It's happened. I've done it. I said if I said. This is purely supposition. But you need to believe it can happen for you. God wouldn't have to use me. He could use anybody. Right? But let's say if I did, if I looked at you today and I said, you know, the Lord's dealt with me, woke me up last night and brought you before me and told me that you're believing to pay that car off and He's dealt with me and I got the money and I'm going to pay it off. I'm going to pay that car off. What should you do? What if you looked at me and you said, well... I hear you, Brother Keith, but I'm from Missouri. <laughs> you got to show me. <laughs> and I'll believe it when uh, the bank calls me and tell me that it's paid off. Well, then do you have any faith in my words? Not any faith at all in my words. Have you honored me? You've dishonored me, right? You've told me. Or you wouldn't even have to say it that, that much. You could just look at me and go, Okay, well, we'll see. Hmm? What does that mean? You don't believe me? You either don't believe I have the ability to do it, or you don't believe I'll do what I told you I'd do. You believe I try to wheeze a lot of it some way, or... Hmm? When it actually comes right down to it, that I will not write the check. Hmm? That's insulting to me, isn't it? I mean, you're virtually calling me a liar. Either either saying that I'm acting like I can do something I can't do, or that I just I'm playing with you and I won't back up my words. Well, how much greater is the Lord our God, huh? If He tells you something. Do you have to wait for the report to come back? No. If He tells you you're healed, hmm? if the Lord tells you you're healed, I have healed you. I'm the Lord, your physician. I heal all your diseases and I have healed you. Do you have to wait for the scan and the x-rays to come back before you can be glad? Huh? But do you see what millions of Christians are doing to the Lord? He's telling them wonderful things and they're going, Well, you just never know. <laughs> we know you're an unbeliever. We know you doubt Him. We know you don't trust Him. Now, we're all growing in this. But how many understand if you believed in me? As a man of God, if you believed in me as your pastor, as your leader, as a man of my word, and I looked at you and I said, I'm going to take care of that. I'll see to it that it's done by next week. What would you, if you believed in me, what would you do? Thank you, brother. Oh, you'd go ahead and shout right now. Amen. Why? Because you, you got my word and you believe it's good. You believe I can do it. You believe I will do it. Well, if you can have faith in my words. 
and my ability, how much more should we have faith in God who owns the heaven and the earth and all the gold in it and everything that's in it and has never told a lie, cannot lie, has never ever failed. When He tells you that you're healed, you give thanks now. Amen. When He tells you that He will supply all your needs, He will enable you to pay all your bills, then you give thanks right now. Right now as though it's already happened. Amen. How many know He's faithful? Have you, have you done, anybody in here done any of this beside me? Can you testify that when you do that, I don't care what it looks like, God will come through. He will do what He told you He'd do. But it works for believers. We're making progress this morning, guys. Glory to God. Go back to your scriptures you're holding now. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Do you understand what we're presenting to you this morning there's thanksgiving in two directions in time actually three you know because you got past present and future should you be thankful for what god's done for you in the past absolutely in fact you need to purposely stir yourself up and try to don't just say well god's done done so much for us no be specific what has he done for you amen uh, a part of exercising thanksgiving, if you, I, I won't take the time to go through all of it, but the scriptures talk about thanksgiving and remembrance. And so you need to actively stir yourself up to remember. I don't, don't just let it be vague and general. Well, yeah, God's done so much for us. No, no, what has He done for you? What did He do? I mean, that's one reason why we give these testimonies. We don't just say, God's good, He's done a lot of good things for us. No, He blessed a man's seed a hundredfold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave somebody money to buy a set of tapes. He gave somebody Thanksgiving dinner. Amen. 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 He's enabling a man to operate perfectly and healthily and normally with a third of his brain removed. That's like a daily miracle, isn't it? That's like a continuous miracle. Glory to God. Well, you need to not just shout about somebody else's blessing. What did the Lord do for you this year, last year, the year before? You need to be active and stirring yourself up. He did this. And He especially, see, the enemy is always working to cause, to influence and pull Christians to be forgetful. And they're therefore ungrateful. I mean, you won't be thankful for what you've forgotten. You have to remember something in order to be thankful for it. And don't you remember what the psalmist said? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's in within, within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Well, then you're going to have to remember. Huh? Wouldn't hurt you to write down some of them. Right? As things happen, it just bless you then. If you keep in kind of some kind of a journal, you know, and some kind of a log over the years, and then just sit down sometime on a cold day when it's icy outside and you can't get out or something, and just pull up to your desk or your chair and open that log out, and the devil's trying to tell you, oh, you, you know, that so-and-so's got this and you don't have that. And so-and-so's doing this and you know, you've never done that. And you have a problem with this and they don't have a problem with this. And what he wants you to try to get to the thinking where you don't think you have anything to be thankful for it's a lie I said it's a lie and you need to pull out your book amen and go man look here what the Lord did for me in 75 oh glory I remember oh it felt like I was going under and he brought me out look at what he did for me in 82 oh glory to God and look how far I've come from there and then just sit there and give thanks and give thanks and give thanks for what he's done for you and then come up to the present Amen. And look where I am right now. Look what God's doing for me right now. Look what I'm enjoying right now. And be thankful for things in the present. But don't stop there. I said don't stop there. Go ahead and thank Him for what's going to happen. Thank Him for what's in the future as though it's already happened. Amen. Read these scriptures please. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 
Now, these are a couple of my all-time favorite verses. You're getting to Keith's favorites today. I've got a part of one of these that sits on my desk and faces me every time I sit down there. And I've whipped the devil with it countless times. 1 Corinthians 15:57. 15:57. But thanks, but what? Thanks. thanks be to God which what? Giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I've had the privilege of serving with Dr. Kenneth Hagin for over 20 years. And not just being with him in services, but being with him in just personal time and other things. And he'll be, sometimes he doesn't talk a lot. But this is one of his favorite things. You'll just be going along, riding in the car, nothing going on, and he'll just say, Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a good thing to say. Sure beats going, you just never know. <laughs> what good's that going to do you? Breathe, sigh, and go, ah, you just never know. No, no, no. Go ahead and say, thanks be unto God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. That's an expression of faith. Did you hear it? Thanks be unto God that what? Giveth us. You thank Him, He gives you. Are you getting this now? You thank Him, He gives you. Now go on over to 2 Corinthians. 2 chapter. 2 Corinthians and 2. You have any excitement at all this morning? Oh, I do. Second Corinthians two fourteen. This is the one I have part of this verse on my desk. Second Corinthians two fourteen said, Now now what? Thanks. Thanks be unto God which always causes us. Do you hear this language? We thank Him, He gives us victory. We thank Him, He enables us to be a partaker. We thank Him, and He what? Always causes us to triumph in Christ. I got a, 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 a preached a message on this almost 20 years ago, and, and uh, I never forget it. It was, uh, it was in San Francisco, wasn't it? We were busy, and we flew in there, and it was it was late, and I got there just in time to put the microphone and step up on the platform. You know, of course, I'm coming from the mid, middle of the country to the West Coast. You know how commercial stuff can be. And I, the Lord gave me a message, always. That's the name of it, always. And boy, I hit that thing. I hit that platform of preaching. And I, I quoted Edgar Allan Poe. You know how the raven gets up on, got up on the corner and quotes, Nevermore. Kind of sounds like, you just never know. <laughs> Nevermore. Nevermore. How many know what that raven is a type of in the Bible? The enemy. Hmm? And he will. He'll jump on your shoulder and he'll go, Not this time. Not this time. And Nevermore. And you never know. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Because you heard that. You heard that. I don't care if God has healed you 99 times. Something else will come up and the enemy come up. Not this time. Ain't going to work this time. You ain't going to get it this time. I don't care if he's brought money and paid your bills a thousand times. Something else come up. Uh, it ain't going to happen this time. You're going to lose it. Ain't going to work. You're going to go under. Not this time. Not this time. Oh, but there's another bird that symbolizes something else. There's the dove. Hallelujah. And he'll speak to you and say, Always. Always. If you'll believe him and not quit and not doubt, he will always cause you to triumph. 
in the anointed one Jesus. What does that mean? That means every time. I said that means every time. No matter how bad it is right now, if you won't quit, always means always, and He'll cause you to triumph now. That means if next year you run into something bigger than you ever thought you would, always is always, and He'll cause you to win that one too. Ten years from now, you get in the middle of something you had no idea could be so bad and terrible, always is always. And if you won't quit, you won't give up, He always causes us to triumph. What came first though? Huh? What? Go back and read it. What? Thanks be unto God. So what are you doing that allows Him to cause you to triumph? What are you doing while He's giving you the victory? What are you doing while He's enabling you to be a partaker? You're going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They give you a bad report and you say, well, thank you for your time. And then you go out and you get in your car and you go, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, I'll live a long life. I'll be healthy. Thank you, Lord. They give you a bad report on your money. You say, okay, I hear what you're saying. And then you go sit down in your bedroom and you shut the door and go, thank you, Lord, for paying my bills. You never failed me and you never will. I'll pay every bill. I'll pay off every... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. That's where I got these songs I sing. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. You're so good. That's my faith song. I sing that. I started singing that when they're giving me bad reports. You heal my broken body. You're so good to me. You say that when you got pain. Hmm? Well, that's fate. You're not walking by sight, are you? Hallelujah. Now, thanks. Everybody say thanks. Thanks. Thanks be unto God. And then what he, what's He doing while you're giving thanks? Always causing me. <laughs> I like it. It works. One of my professors in Bible school was Dr. Doc Horton. Anybody know Doc Horton? <laughs> Doc and Jerry are personal friends of Phyllis and myself. And, and their son, uh, David, and myself ministered together for years. We used to do crusades. We used to do some crazy things, man. I mean, we, <laughs> Phyllis is saying amen over there. We would work all week, and we'd get on a plane and leave Friday afternoon from Tulsa and go to L.A. and have a night meeting there in the convention center. Holy Ghost, some of the wildest things you've ever seen in your life. I mean, we had people falling off of piano stools, and, and, I mean, yeah, amaz- and we had some amazing healings and some amazing things. And then we'd get up the next morning and have a service, and have a service the next night, and, and go eat late and catch the red eye back to Tulsa and be in the service that morning too. Wow. But we had fun. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, they, and uh, someone that came up that I had a motorcycle and I had a boat, and, and we're just, they were just meeting me, and it was kind of a business deal. And they said, you're a preacher? And I said, yeah. They said, well, you sound like you have fun. I said, more than most. <laughs> it's only the saved people that really know how to have fun. Yeah. You can't even enjoy things unless you're right with God. Huh? I mean, you, you think you enjoy riding a motorcycle. You get full of the Holy Ghost and ride a motorcycle. You think you enjoy fishing. You get full of the Holy Ghost and fish. Amen. Sit out there and go, Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You can go ahead and thank Him for the big fish before you ever cast. Yeah. And and the list goes on. <laughs> but Doc, he, uh, he tells a story about when they were kids, a bunch of them, and they're around the table, and the biscuits were a real uh, treat. 
Sometimes on Sunday even, they didn't always have biscuits. And, and they'd have great, Mama knew how to cook great, big, fluffy, southern biscuits. These were Georgia biscuits. I'm not talking about you take the can and pop it on the, on the side. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about you start from scratch. Yeah, and she has to put her hands and work the dough, you know, and then squeeze off. Some of them call them big old cat head biscuits. And, 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 you know, there's all kind of different names for them. But anyway, a bunch of the kids, and those things would disappear fast. And he was the little one, the run of the family, and he was down at the, at the, at the end of the table. But they had protocol. And it didn't make any difference if it was the last biscuit and if it was the other end of the table. All you had to say is, thank you for the biscuit. And if you said thank you for the biscuit, it was your biscuit because you had, you know, it was assumed that you were asking for the biscuit, but you just went ahead and said, thank you for the biscuit. And it was protocol at the table. Nobody could get that biscuit. They had to pass the biscuit to you. Somebody say, thank you for the biscuit. How many know Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed? He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Is anything good on that table? Every good thing. I said every good thing. How do you become a partaker? We read Scripture, Colossians 1.12. How are you enabled to partake? Hmm? Yeah, it's right to ask for something, but it's not right to just keep on asking. Not when it pertains to receiving by faith. It's right to ask for something, but then you don't just go, please give me that biscuit, please, please, come on, I want the biscuit, please, please. No, say, Lord, it's all right, say, Lord, I'm asking you for that. Lord, I believe I receive Lord, I lay hold of it with my faith. I claim it by faith. But all that is to no, to no avail unless you do what now? Thank you. That means you believe He's heard you. You believe it's granted to you. You believed you received. Amen? You believe it's as good as done. So now what do we do? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. To be thankful in the, you know, the Hebrew and the Greek, what it literally means, it means to be grateful and it means to express gratitude. That's also part of the definition. I'm going to understand, not just be grateful, but what? Express it. Not just think, hmm, you're thinking I'm thankful. No, go ahead and what? Say it. Say it. Express it. Do it. To people, do it with people, do it with God. Amen? Don't be shut up. Don't be bottled up. Don't go, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Now go ahead and reach out and grab them by the hand. Need to be giving them a hug. Say, thank you. Thank you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Amen? Now God is using people... To give to you in this church, isn't he? Where's David, isn't he? David and Lord, he's using people. And some of the people are in the church, some of the people are outside the church, and I'm telling you, it takes humility to receive. Doesn't it? I've had sometimes a single mom come up and hand me a dirty crumpled up five and got three little kids with it. You can tell that they're, they're, they hadn't been, they're not clothed like they should be, and you can just tell they must be struggling. And her come stick this in my hand and said, please receive this. And your natural mind says, no, 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 no. No, you keep that and here, let me give you something. But I either believe what I preach or I don't. Did you hear me? If the Lord dealt with me to sow them something, give them something, then I should do that. But that's really got nothing to do with this. And if she's endeavoring to sow and she's sowing in faith, she's going to need more than what I can give her. Right? I'm not even able to support her and all those kids all their life. Did you hear me? Is God able? Is He faithful to do it? Does she need to sow? Yes, she does need to sow. But you understand that you have to humble yourself, don't you? 
What do you say? I've, I've seen men and I've seen women so full of pride, they just get choked up and say, no, 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 I can't do that. Why can't you? I remember one fellow one time, the Lord dealt with me to give him something, and I tried to give it to him, and he said, no, no, no I can't take that. I said, why not? He said, I just can't. I said, sure you can. Open your hand, and I'll put it in there, and you close it, and then you'll have it. <laughs> I said, come on. He said, no, no, I can't, I can't. I said, why? He said, well, I don't want to feel like I owe you. I said, it's not a loan. It's a gift. Free gift. Yeah, but I just don't, I, no, no. And he wouldn't take it. Robbed me. I said, he robbed me. I could have had a harvest off of that. So I doubt I just wanted to invest into his life. I cared about him. Wanted to bless him. Wanted to honor him. What should he have said? What's the magic words? I mean, your mother probably taught you that, right? What do you say? What do you say? (laughs) Thank you. What does thank you mean? Think about it means you're grateful, you're expressing gratitude. The definition of thankfulness also means to acknowledge or to confess. When you're saying thank you, what are you saying? I mean, I'm trying to show you how big a phrase this is. When you say thank you, you're acknowledging that you can receive from somebody other than yourself. You can humble yourself to receive. You're acknowledging you need help. Amen? Do you need help? Sure you do. How, how's God going to give to you? Through people. People are going to give into your bosom. And it's His business. And he may, he may use somebody you don't think you like. Well, then there's more going on there too, isn't there? Huh? I've had the Lord deal with me to give large gifts to people I knew didn't like me. You think, a couple of them, I thought, Lord. He said, do what I said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. And it's interesting, some of the same ones, two weeks after I gave them that gift, people came to them and tried to talk bad about me to them. I said, I didn't know that. But it's hard to agree with somebody talking bad about a fellow that just paid off your car. Isn't it? I mean, it's... (laughs) And they're like, they're like, well, now I don't know everything, but Brother Keith's been good to me. Huh? <laughs> when you're saying thank you, you're acknowledge. What, what are you saying when you say thank you? You're saying, I receive it. Aren't you? See, the fellow wouldn't tell me thank you. Why? He wouldn't receive it. But if he'd have just let me put it in his hand, and if he'd have just looked at me and says, thank you, what does that mean? I receive it. Not just the thing, but what you're doing. I'm receiving you. I'm receiving your heart. I'm receiving your honor. I'm receiving your love. I'm receiving from God. Can you see how inseparable inseparable these two words are from receiving? Thanksgiving and receiving. Hallelujah. Thank you means I've received. Glory to God. You had enough? You want a little more? Go to John 11 real quickly. (laughs) You're thanking me for some more? Is that what it is? (laughs) Thank you for some more. John 11. Jesus operated this way. He is our perfect example. In John 11, this is the story of when Lazarus has died personal friend of Jesus. And he's been in the grave for days. And Jesus told them in uh, verse 39, John 11:39, he said, "Take away the stone." Martha said, "Lord, by this time he stinks. He's been dead 4 days. Would it be harder to raise somebody from the dead that had been dead 4 days than if they'd been dead just a day?" But that's the way the natural mind works. I mean, think about Peter. He's thinking, you can't walk on the water in a storm. <laughs> what does that have to do? I mean, we can, fi- we can find when there's absolutely no wind and perfect sunshine. 
and let you try walking on the water. But that's the devil is that way. Somebody said, that's so dumb. Yeah, but it works. People must be dumber because it works. <laughs> and Jesus said, verse 40, He said, Didn't I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? How many want to see the glory of God? What's the key to it? you got to believe. Amen. If you believe, you'll see somebody say, well, I see in his believing. Absolutely not a, a worse, more incorrect statement has ever been made. Seeing is not believing. Seeing has nothing to do with believing. Well, if I'd see, I'd believe. I don't believe it. <laughs> no. You believe when you can't see. When you see, now you see. Keep going, he said, verse 41, they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes. And what did he say? Huh? Ain't nothing happened yet. <laughs> What's he thanking him for? Huh? Boy, this sounds like 1 John 5, doesn't it? He said, Father, I want to thank you that you've already heard me. And I know you always hear me. And I said it for the people that are standing around here. Is he thanking him before Lazarus has come out of the tomb? He's looking up. You know when he said take the stone away, they're all going. And they're looking at the grave and they're looking at him. Don't you know, imagine it got real quiet around there. They're looking at the grave and they're looking at him. What you going to do? What do you think you're going to do? They're looking at the grave. They're looking at him. He looks up. What do you do in a tense situation? What do you do when, it, when it's uncomfortable? What do you do in a pressure situation? Look up and what? Start thanking God. Even though you ain't got a clue what to do, start thanking Him for showing you what to do. Amen. Lord, I want to thank you for showing me what to do. Your head will say, we don't know what to do. Say, shut up, head. Thank you, Lord, for showing me what to do. I want to thank you. Thank you for bringing me out of this. And your head will say, how in the world are we going to get out of this? Say, shut up, shut up. Lord, I'm thanking you right now. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me before I ever say these words. Thank you for receiving my prayer. And I know when you hear me, you grant me my petition. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then he looked down and said, Lazarus, come out of there. How did it start? Without taking the time to go there, the Bible mentions, actually in John, I was looking at it last night, it's so significant that, you know, when they brought the little boy's lunch, and the first thing he did was what? He held it up and he started giving thanks. And in John, it reminds the reader of what happened. And it said where he fed the people after he had given thanks. It, it puts that phrase in there. Why? Because what was he thanking the Father for? If you're walking by sight, there ain't nothing to give thanks for. Because hmm? the little boy can eat and that's it. How, why would you give thanks for all this crowd to eat? It's by faith, isn't it? I said, it's by faith. So he held that up and thanked the Father. And they, oh, they just thank God. Thank you, Lord, for feeding this great multitude. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for meeting all these needs. Thank you when you couldn't see anything but a few little fish and a couple of pieces of bread. And then he broke it after he gave thanks. Somebody say, after. After he gave thanks, he began to give the stuff. And then the Lord multiplied it and fed all those thousands of people. Now, the Lord dealt with me. I was talking to some friends about this the other day. And the Lord dealt with me to, to share this with you and, and encourage you along this line. There are two scriptures. You don't have to turn there, but you can jot them down in your notes. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Don't turn there, but just jot them down. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, 18. And then uh, Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain 
upon tables. Well, that was what they wrote on in those days. We might say on the paper, on the pad, whatever. Write it down and make it plain so that he may run that reads it. Somebody could run with the vision. Write it down, make it plain. Well, the Lord was dealing with Phyllis and myself back all through the 80s and into the 90s about prosperity, endeavoring to get things into us and show us how this works, that it doesn't just happen haphazardly. It doesn't just fall on people without reason or cause. You have to have faith. You have to have a vision. You have to sow. Amen. And you have to be a receiver by faith. And so for year after year, we had been focused on our our tithing and our giving. And at the end of every year, Phyllis and I would sit down at the kitchen table and we'd pull out some of our records and we'd look back over the year and we'd give thanks for the Lord, everything the Lord gave us. And we're kind of, we're doing this personally and then doing it in preparation for our board meeting as well. And we're thanking the Lord. Maybe we said we wanted to give X amount to that ministry. We wanted to do this last year, and it happened. We did it, and so we're thankful. And then we talk about what we're going to do next year, what we have in our heart. I'm talking about in our giving. You need to have a vision. Don't, don't just wait uh, and see what happens. You know, have a vision. Your faith produces your vision. And so this was the end of 96, the end of 1996. We were sitting there in our house in Oklahoma, and we were talking about, we had talked about this probably an hour or two. And I thought we were through, because we'd thanked God for what had come in through the year and what we were able to give and do and pay off and everything else. And then we've got some, some general figures in our heart, what we want to give more next year in our vision. I thought we're through. We, we start to, to finish up, and the Lord said, no, stop. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me very distinctly. He said, no, stop. Just stay right there. He said, turn the pad to a clean page. I had a big yellow pad. I thought, okay. So I said, wait, Phyllis, wait, sit down. And so we turned to a new page. And the Lord said to me, Cause now, now, now remember, we've been talking about giving for two hours first. And the Lord said to me, he said, now, Write down everything and anything that you would like to have, like to give, like to do, if money was no object. And write it down. It was, he was challenging us. I thought, okay, and I told Phyllis what I had in my heart, what I believed I had heard. And she said, okay. I said, let's, let's don't just take this lightly. I believe the Lord said this to me. He said, anything and everything that you'd like to have, that you'd like to do, that you'd like to give, write it down. See, write the vision. Got to have, you, your faith can only produce your vision. You got no vision, there's nothing for your faith to produce. And he was letting me know we had come to the end of our vision on some things and we didn't have anything out in front of us. So we sat down and we talked and we started writing. I actually brought the piece of paper today. See it right here. 1996. And we wrote some things down. We wrote down we wanted to pay off our debts. We wrote down some other things. We wrote down I wanted a piece of exercise equipment. You know, one of these... Cable pulley type multi-position things. And this is one of the best, best ones around. I wrote it down. And we wanted a great workout room. We wanted some clothes. We didn't have too much. We wanted some shoes. We wanted some jet skis. <laughs> I know what watercraft is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things that annoy some of the other people on the lake. We wanted a swimming pool. Yeah. We wanted a motorcycle. <laughs> In fact, and then later on we went back and put S on the end of the motorcycle. <laughs> Motorcycles. We wanted a boat. We wanted a sports car. 
Somebody said, you just all this stuff you want. Listen, we've, we've already talked for two hours about giving. Huh? Somebody said, you should think about giving. Don't tell me what I should think about. I've been talking for two hours about giving. And the Lord said to me, after that, are you with me? After we're talking about putting Him first. What did He say? Put, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and what? All these things will be added to you. We wrote down sports car. And we sat there and I said, Phyllis, I think we're supposed to have an airplane. She said, I do too. Boy, that looked as big, you understand, looked as big as buying a small country to us. But I tremblingly, I took my pen and I wrote down, airplane. Then I backed up my, what, nice. Airplane, because I had found out there were some junkers out there, to, you know. And then we wrote down spending money because we seemed like we never had any. Spending money. And we wrote down we needed a fence. And we need to change the carpet. And we need to replace some windows. And we need to fix this. And, and we wrote down a list of things. Not just things off the top of our head, but things that we really had in our heart. We wrote them down. Wrote them down. And the Lord dealt with me. All right, now, I said if money was no object. And I saw what he was getting at. He wanted me to see. Then I held it up and I showed it to Phyllis. I said, that's pitiful. <laughs> the biggest we could think or ask, it was pitiful. That that's as big as we could think and ask. I know I'm taking a little extra time, but do you have time for this? This is important. The story's told about how a, a man was king over most of the known world at this, this many, many centuries ago. And they, a fellow came in before him that wanted a request of the king, and he got an audience. And the king is sitting there with all his subjects and his staff and everything. And, and the man says, Oh, great king, I know this is in your power, and I know you're kind and good. And I ask you for, and he asked for something that made the whole uh, attendees, all of them gasp. They could not believe he was asking the king for such a huge thing. I mean, he asked like for some small country and a bunch of gold. I mean, he asked for a gigantic thing. And the king looked down, tapped his arm on his throne. He looked up and said, Granted. And then the attendants about fainted. They could not believe that he granted this man this enormous request. And the man smiled and said, Thank you, O great king. Thank you. And they ushered him back out and began to get the paperwork in order for him to be secure and to have all this stuff come to him. And one of the king's closest attendees, the king could tell what was in his eyes, and he said, you wonder why I granted his request. He said, yes, O king, I, I do. You know this man? He said, never saw him before. He said, why would you give him such a... And the king looked up and he said, the grandeur, the magnitude of his request honored me. He wouldn't have asked such a big thing if he didn't believe I was a big king. Hallelujah! The magnitude of his request honors me. What is it? Yeah. Well, that's all right. Sit down right here. If something comes up, all right. Sit down right here. If something comes up, I'll know. 
He said, the magnitude of your request honors me. It's not how small you can ask that's going to impress God with your false humility. Hmm? That will only show the smallness of your faith and the smallness of your vision of who and what God is. No, it's how big can you think? How great, amen, can you ask? Can you say amen? But now, I haven't digressed. What we did, we wrote this down. We joined hands. We asked for this. We claimed it. We believe we received. And then you know what we started doing then? <laughs> Every time I think about jet skis or see jet skis, I say, Thank you, Lord, for our jet skis. Thank you, Lord, for our jet skis. Now, I don't know if you can see this or not, but you see all those red lines? You know what that means? Now, all this top part up here is about our giving that we were talking about. Our giving. We've done that and way over. And all this down here were things that we had put on our list. Thank you, Lord, for jet skis. Guess what? Got, got one of the fastest jet skis on the lake. Paid for. Phyllis has got a jet ski. Paid for. Amen. Boat. I got a loud boat. Shakes the windows when you drive by. Fast. Scares the fish. Motorcycle. I got a motorcycle that's as loud as the boat. Bright red thing. Paid for. Phyllis has got a motorcycle. A trike. Paid for. Now, I'm, I'm not bragging. Do you understand what I'm doing this morning? Why? Does this work just for preachers? Hmm? Every time I... I mean, this is 96, 97, 98, some of these things, 99, 2000. It hadn't happened yet, some of them. But every time I'd see anything that reminded me of that sports car, I'd say, thank you, Lord, for my sports car. I believe I've received. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a nice... Fast sports car. Sports cars marked through down here because there's one sitting in the garage paid for. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Exercise paid for. Amen. Clothes and shoes. I've had people give me. I got crocodile shoes, alligator shoes, ostrich shoes. Somebody, somebody said, Look at that preacher. Ain't no telling what them shoes cost. I probably paid less for them than you did for yours. <laughs> Most of them were given to me. Amen. 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 And if I give a large portion of my income, if I'm a tither and a giver beyond that, then and the Lord deals with people to give me things, what business is it of anybody's? What I have. What I do. Huh? It's not what you got. It's how you got it. I mean, if I lied and stealed and stole offerings and used the church money from my stuff, well, that would be wrong. And it would be a disgrace to have those things. But if I didn't, if I'm pumping money into the... And you know I have. We've put all kind of money into this church. I, you, I haven't got paid in this church. And the Lord dealt with me. We're going to sow our, our ministry to this church for a year. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. After that, I'll let you do something for us if you want to. But we're sowing. When's the last time you sowed a year's work? Did you hear me? You understand what's going on there? Hallelujah. Thing after thing is marked off. How about airplane? Man, that looks so big to us, I tell you, in 96. Not only has that one been marked off, but another one has been marked off, and a third one has been marked off. What am I saying? I'm saying, go home this afternoon. Get you a yellow pad or whatever kind of pad. Amen. Sit down and talk with your spouse or talk with your family. And first of all, you don't have to do it today, but this is the end of the year. Thanksgiving's a good time. Christmas is a good time. End of the year. New Year's coming up. The Lord dealt with me. It's time. He dealt with me personally and Phyllis. You're coming to the end of your vision here. You need to sit down again.
Amen. So we're going to sit down again. We're going because practically everything on that list is done. So I need. I got to start a new list. Amen. And I got to expand my vision. And somebody said, "Well, tell us what you believe." No, that's personal stuff. I don't need to tell you. I don't have to tell you. Amen. And you don't have to tell other people. But you do need to tell God. You do need to write it down. You do need to make it plain. And then what do you do after you write it down? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for thank you for paying off our bills. Debts that we had on there, they're all paid off. Hallelujah. Thank you for paying off those debts. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you say it. Just never know what God... No. Thank you. Thank you for doing it for us. Stand up on your feet. I think we ought to lift our hands right now and begin to thank God. Begin to give the Lord thanks. Lord, you're so good. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you in advance. Thank you beforehand. Thank you for all you've done for us, all you're doing, but all you're going to do. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, thank you a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, 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 thank you.